This is Tech Unmuted, the podcast of modern collaboration, where we tell the stories of how collaboration tools enable businesses to be more efficient and connected with your hosts, George Shanestein and Santi Cuellar. Welcome to Tech Unmuted. Welcome to the latest episode of Tech Unmuted. I'm George Shanestein, your host. And I'm Santi Cuellar, your co-host. And we are joined today by Sam Husbands. I uh, worked with Sam for a number of years. He's our head of digital and demand here at Fusion Connect. Uh, we're going to talk today It's about a bunch of different things from an AI perspective. Uh, in particular, Sam's been working with MidJourney for some image development and, and some other elements that we use from a marketing standpoint. But I did want to sort of open it up initially with a quick discussion with Sante uh, about some of the things we've been doing from a bot standpoint internally. You want to give us just a quick view of that, Sante? Oh, yeah, sure. That's a fun one to talk about. So um, as you all know, Microsoft has what's called, or you may not know this, but Microsoft has what's called uh, Power Virtual Agents. Uh, it's basically a platform that lets you create bots. And so we are on the verge of, I call it, adding a new member to the marketing team. Um, but we are creating a bot uh, for internal use. Um, and we've given him a persona. His name will be Mark Edding. And so he will be uh, going live real soon and we'll be rolling that out to the organization. But the role of this bot is for people to ask Mark, hey, where is the latest PowerPoint template or what is the latest, uh, or where can I get my business cards? And, and so all the uh, frequently asked marketing questions, uh, this bot's going to answer. And of course, if it can't find an answer, then it's going to direct uh, to one of the team, one of the team leaders of uh, the marketing team. But think about this, the way it's generating its response is that it's using, right? Uh, chat GPT in the background in two ways. One, it is scanning our, our website, right, for the answer. So it's using that kind of that kind of indexing that chat GPT uses to find the answer. But when I when I'm trying to uh, give it a topic that it's outside of the realms of our website, it will use chat GPT in the form of copilot to craft that topic. And so it's just phenomenal what's what what Microsoft is doing. And and Sam, I know, speaking of artificial intelligence, I know that you have been using AI to come up with some pretty interesting graphical designs. And that's really what I want to talk about is, uh, you know, what are you doing to pull, pull up some of these images that are literally they're work of arts, right? They really are. And they're yeah. unique. So. Perfect. Well, look, th thanks for that intro and thanks for having me on as well to talk about such an interesting topic. Um, and Santi, don't underplay your role in building the AI that you're building. I think uh, I think it's really going to transform what we do in marketing. And, I, and yeah. I, that's a good point, actually, Sam. I mean, more broadly, and we'll we'll see this as Sam jumps into this. Part of this is around being almost like a programmer, right? An operator of these tools. And you need to be an expert operator to be able to get an actual. That's right usable outcome. And we're going to see it with what Sam did. I'll I'll make some commentary as he goes through some things. But in parallel, I've been doing some of the using some of the same tools that 
uh, Sam has in particular mid-journey, uh, but my output is not Sam's output, right? Sam's output is more refined, more consistent. You'll you'll see it in a couple of the things that he runs through. We will keep it quite simple today, but one of the interesting things I'm seeing in the market is full job descriptions for AI prompt engineers. And these aren't junior roles either. These are these are very senior, important and key roles within companies. So whilst awesome. we're going to go through some some basic prompts today, hopefully we can start to envisage how far they could go. So as as said, we, we, we use a number of tools for generative AI, um, some for copy, some for finessing copy, some for code, basic code. Um, but the one that we'll run through today is for art generation. My predominant tool is Midjourney. There's a couple of really big players in the marketplace, Midjourney and DAL-E. DAL-E is very good for realistic, photorealistic headshots, um, some more of the 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 photos that you see on the internet um, that, that are fooling the world, where Midjourney is really representing art. Now, a couple of interesting things, and if it's OK, I'd like to share my screen. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I think a really key thing to, to note here is to access Midjourney, you need to use Discord. Now, Discord is a social platform for chats and forums. It was originally for the gaming community, but now it's it's more common for the art and the, the tech industry as well. Because it's art based, it's designed to use the community to teach each other. And that's the best thing about this. So once you sign up for a Discord account, very simple to, to, to then uh, add a Midjourney server. Um, once you sign up for Midjourney, it will invite you to the Midjourney server within Discord. Really, really self-explanatory, it took two minutes. Um, before I get into the detail of what we do, I'd just like to show you the basic Midjourney server. Now, what you'll see scrolling on my screen, are not it's not the art that I'm generating, it's the art that hundreds of thousands of people that are using this particular server are generating. So I'll give you a really untested example of the general image gen server, and you'll start to see the type of things and the type of prompts, which I will highlight here, that people are using to generate their art. Now for newbies, which I was six months ago, this is vital to learning what works and what doesn't. After a while, it does get a bit tedious to see what everybody's doing. So it's very simple to set up your own server. Um, and here, I would like to show you the basics of how we generate our first images. Okay, so imagine is the, the key prompt to get into mm. our generation. Now, we have a certain style of art that we would like to produce for our blogs as one example. So as I hover over them, you'll see that these are striking, these are bold, they've all got a certain theme, split screen. The aim is, is around UCAS and collaboration. We want to show that two people can be in you know, the same room or one person can be in two rooms, etc. So we have built a certain level of prompt that creates this type of image for us. But we need consistency. And one of the problems with AI generation, it is quite hard to be consistent, especially when you have such a striking style. 
So the way that we do that is by understanding exactly how we build our prompts. So just before the call, I created or wrote three untested prompts from very, very basic. Here, split image of two offices, one person in the middle. Now you wait for it to do its thing. The greatest thing about watching it work is you start to understand how the AI tools render the art. It will always produce a grid of four choices and you see it building, you see it layering the different styles. Look at um, this thing. It's, 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 <laughs> it's insane. And, and actually, it's one of those jobs that when you start, you can still be here seven hours later because as you watch it build, you get fascinated with the detail that, that it produces. Um, but as you can see, really, really basic prompt that kind of makes sense based on our artistic style that we're going for. But these and, are and Sam, and Sam, this is unique, right? Like there's this is it's not like it's not like, yeah, it didn't grab it didn't Google an image and said, here it is. This is this is it's generated, right? Yeah, I mean one hundred percent unique. Um wow. obviously it's it's um uh, prompted by art that exists in the world, but the the amount that it's looking at and changing it, it really is hundred percent unique. So from a royalty perspective, um if you have a paid mid-journey account, which is only 10 bucks a month, 10 bucks a month for unlimited fast server and unlimited storage, unlimited generations. But once you have a paid account, actually from a royalty perspective, you are allowed to use that. You own that. Um, so there is no uh, there's no clash out there. Wow. So here we are. We have some really interesting images. Um, some of them have bits of styling that we could potentially use, but it's too dark for us, etc. So then we look at the next level of prompt and you'll see as I type, I've literally just added a few keywords. So this time it's the back of a young professional. So we're adding that layer of detail, looking away at a desk, central in a split image of two very different offices. Really, really basic still, but layered a couple of pieces in. Let's see what this generates. I said this wasn't tested, so hopefully we start producing some some interesting layers. Getting closer, right? To what getting we saw much, no, you, you, can, you can already see that it's getting closer. As you can see up here, highlighted here, it will tell you how quickly it's rendering and building. Um, now, if I, if I just expand this. So I would say if we look at these three grids or four grids, hmm. the one in the bottom right hand corner is quite close to where we're aiming. But the perspective is wrong. The colors are wrong. I think it's still a little bit grainy and not quite as re realistic as we would like. So then we have to get into the detail. So I'm not going to be able to read this entire prompt out because it is too long. But there's so a couple see, of... But this speaks to what you were talking about, George, right? And it's what we've always said. It's the input that that gives you the output. And that's where when we think about AI, it's about reinventing how 
we're going to use AI to be more effective. And you have to kind of reinvent yourself to get ahead of the game and be relevant in this world of AI. I mean, this is it right here. And a a absolutely. And the, the, the end benefit of this is speed, clearly, right? This is much quicker than you could come up with a rendering as a, as a graphics art artist on your own and diversity of options. So Sam and I have looked at various options over the last five or six months and the ability to come back within a couple of hours with eight or 10 completely different variations of images, it's just impossible to do. It's crazy. Any kind of, of a normal graphic development environment. So Sam, I realize this is like really complicated, right? What you've just typed in. Can you give us a couple of highlights, not necessarily dissecting every piece here, but give us a couple of highlights of what, what does all this mean that we're seeing in the prompt? Of course. So I think the first thing is the aspect ratio. So as we're building for web and we need more of a landscape. So there is certain, certain prompts that you can put in that create a certain size of image. Um, so you can see at the bottom, I want a 16 to 9 ratio. So that's that's really key and you'll see that in a second. Here you see the dash dash V5. That means that it's tapping into the version five, the most up to date version of Mid Journey, which actually produces and sources um, slicker, slightly, slightly more focused images. Now the rest here, um, as George said, it's, it's, it's a long prompt, so we can't go through it. But when we look at the image that didn't have the detail, we would want to add certain colors in. So in the prompt, I talk about the RGB of our three or four main palette colors. We want more white space. We want more creativity and abstract nature of the split between the two offices. So all of these details and bearing in mind, there's probably 30 to 40 individual elements put into this prompt. Um, it's taken it's taken five to six months to get to that level where we can now repeat a very similar but different based on these key words. And it's all about where you put them in the prompt because um, the key is they need to look like the same family, but they need to be different. So let's give that a test and fingers crossed. Six months worth of work is paying off in a live audience. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. There is no post-production at this point. <laughs> So given the complexity of the prompt, will this take a little longer to generate or same amount of time? It's a really good question. It, it, it takes the same amount of time. And really? when you have a, the 10, 10 bucks per month license, it's generally very, very fast. Uh, as, as George mentioned earlier, I think with this and the writing tools that we're using, not only is it 10x our productivity, but it's you know 5x reduced our costs to produce this type of activity. Now, whilst it's rendering, for anyone that's just listening, you can already see, even though it's 60% through the process, you can already see that there is results here that are going to be interesting to us. You oh, can yeah. see that the position of the, the main characters and the contrast and the colors and the palettes are going to be something that, that we will want to generate. And hopefully, if time's allowing, I'm going to then very quickly show once we pick an image, how hmm. you can then constantly improve and repeat that image also very quickly. Look at this. this and that was amazing. the challenge early on, Sam, right? It was it was a little more difficult than the first couple of tries of this going months, you know, back into 2022 to get the repeatability that we wanted. Exactly that. So I would say here on our grid of four, the top right is probably the best uh, mm -hmm. and, the, and the most um, the most like our current feel. 
So you do two things. We, we upscale that particular image. So then it takes that image um, and, oh, I've upscaled the wrong one. Sorry, upscale four. So I'm gonna upscale two. It takes that image, re-renders it, and adds another layer of detail. So then it's web ready. So it's, it's a very, very high quality uh, file. But then if you are still not quite happy with it, because no matter how advanced these tools are, sometimes there's still some oddities. There's still some things that you aren't very happy with. Um, so you can literally just make infinite amount of variations of that one particular image. Wow. And sometimes it changes the entire maybe computer that sat on this gentleman's desk, or sometimes it changes the oh, look at this per perfect example. So looks like one of the computers has been completely removed or turned into a laptop. And I know early on we had challenges, people with six fingers and you know, the leg of a chair missing or in the wrong place, but it seems like we've seen far less of that in the most recent iterations. Yeah, it's a, re it's a really good point to bring up. So there is still some that aren't quite perfect. So fingers and legs, they're, they're, they're very strong now. Sometimes faces have, have a, uh, you know, a very, very slight oddity. What's really important here, and I think this is exactly the same for all of the copy we write and all of the code that we write, whether it's basic code or really advanced code. Using AI, we are getting closer and closer by the day to the finished product, but there is still a really, really key layer of human touch and finesse that is required at every single stage. Yeah. So we would then take our favorite image from here and we would go and add our overlays and our finessing and potentially right. some Photoshop if necessary. And it's the right. same with the code. We have to go and you have to go and clean up the code. But but there we are. This is this is one of the five or six tools that we use, and this is how much time we can save getting it's to amazing. a point that we would never have got to before AI. Because yeah. I think this has opened up so many doors for us to be a bit braver with the style of content that we produce wow well let me tell you sam this i love this stuff but this is mind-blowing and to see it like literally develop the image before your eyes that's so telling and uh, i'm blown away by this uh, and, and and as usual right <laughs> we could talk about this forever but we can't <laughs> so we have to bring this podcast to an end uh sam Thank you so much for joining us and for taking time to show us uh, this really, really cool tool. Yeah, thanks, um, Sam. This was this was amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Anytime, Jens. Awesome. I enjoyed it. Thank you. So to make sure that you are alerted on any upcoming episodes, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. And if you want the show notes for this episode, you can find those at fusionconnect.com slash tech on mute it until next time stay connected visit fusionconnect.com slash tech unmuted for show notes and more episodes thanks for listening